0: Every day. Yes.
2: Welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined in studio by Noah Garner, VSBN 1067, host of On the Line. Hello, friend.
0: How you doing, my man?
2: I'm good. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us. And Jaws hanging out in the corner as always. What it do, baby. Hey man. All right. So we got listener questions. A ton of listener questions, and several of you guys asked more than one, especially on Discord. I tried to just take one from each person. I still couldn't fit all of them onto one sheet, so um, just keep asking it, but uh, a lot of really, really good ones. So we'll start with uh, the Discord questions, and if you want to join the Locked On Auburn Discord, I will put a link to that in the episode description. Uh, First question, Evers Rico When are y'all going to do a meet and greet? And uh, I would love to do this now. And if there's somebody listening that owns a business or something that would want to host that, that'd be great. I just don't want to put anybody in a weird situation with, you know, and come across insensitive. So I want to, but if you guys have a venue or something like that where that would make sense, yeah, reach out. Would love to do that. Auburn banker on discord asked which Auburn football player is most likely to be a coach one day. Who are the absolute physical freaks? Um, as far as physical freaks, I'll go with Owen Papo. Yeah, I think that's a no-brainer, right? Yeah, I think if you have the Twitter handle "The Freak," you're you're probably you're it. pretty jacked. Yeah.
0: yeah. Ooh, I think Jacoby McLean is a physical specimen. At, okay. his, at his weight, how hard he hits people is truly okay. special. All right. I mean, he's at like two eleven.
2: Yeah, Auburn's linebackers are good. We got another linebacker question in just a second too. Tyron Truesdale
0: um, is a physical specimen as well. Strongest player on the team. Yeah. The production hasn't matched it, but everybody talks about how, how freakish strong this dude he is, is in, yeah. the, in the weight room.
2: That's a good one. That's a good one, but I, I'm just going with the guy that's the freak on Twitter. I, I can't <laughs> go away from it. Um, as far as guys who could be a coach one day on this team, I'm trying to think who's really like a technician, but maybe don't, they don't have what it takes to get to the next level as far as size limiting them or something like that. Poor
0: court Sandberg, you
2: know? Yeah. Yeah. If he was still on this roster, he's the no-brainer, right. right? What about a guy like Sawyer Pate? You know what I'm saying? We love Sawyer Pate here on the uh, on the show. Possibly. Possibly. I would like to see him on the field first. Yeah. I really want to see
1: Sawyer Pate like on the field actually throwing balls.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean he would wreck every defense that he played. Oh, for sure. It'd be over. He's got so much touch, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking in the defensive backfield, like Smoke Monday, eventually. Do we mean
0: head coaches, or do we mean just any coach? Obviously, it doesn't. The question
2: just says uh, likely coach. to be a coach, coach one, one day. day, so I, I think hmm. just a, any kind of coach is the way I take that. I could see Tank Bigsby,
0: you know, 20 years down the line after a super successful NFL career, the
2: Cadillac route, the
0: Cadillac route, sure. Line, especially considering he's learning from Cadillac himself, who did the exact same totally. thing. Totally. So I could That's see. That's a that.
2: good answer. That's a good answer. Jaws, you want to throw anybody out there? Uh, I would have to go f-
1: with somebody maybe like on the offensive line, like Nick Brahms or somebody like that. I can always see them like panning out as a position. Coach okay. somewhere.
2: Uh, also from discord, Jamie C one, two, three, just realize that rhymes. He's asking us to predict the four starting linebackers, assuming Auburn switches to the three, four, it sounds like they're going to, we've mentioned two of the linebackers that will be starting. Jacoby McLean, Owen Papo. Now you can't have a conversation about are they inside or outside? That gets a little interesting. Um, I think TD Moultrie has a legitimate shot. After that, I don't know.
0: Channel Wooten will be, on the, yeah, I was, will be in the middle. I forgot all
2: about him. That was dumb. Yeah, I think that's it. I think I that's th- your th- four. I
0: think those are your four. And then, you know, the next question is Does Tisdall and Steiner work their way into the lineup? And, and probably as, as bench players. I'm just kind of shocked we haven't seen them already.
2: Steiner, especially, but we didn't really see any freshmen last year, nope. especially on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that kind of has to do with it. I mean, you saw Capers and and Tank and little Kobe Hudson. and What a natural wide receiver he is, by the way. But on the defensive side of the ball, you didn't really see any freshmen. And so I don't know how much of that was a Kevin Steele thing last year. I don't know how much of that was with the whole COVID situation and, and limited time. Yeah, for sure. And so... I think you're going to see guys like Wesley Steiner hit the ground running. So that, that's a good one as well. I assume he's an outside linebacker. That's just my assumption based on how athletic he is. He's kind of like, um, people talked about him similar to they did with Owen Papo, as far as just a raw athletic freak.
0: You've talked a lot about Romello
2: height, Right. How does he get into the mix?
1: I was going to bring that up. I was going to say, I'm assuming. do we see Romello height or a guy like Joko Willis anytime this year?
2: Joko Willis' situation is interesting to me because you see Juco, when you think immediate impact, the more, and Ferguson pointed this out to me, but Independence is playing college this spring. They're playing football this spring. And so I don't know, can you play a spring season, do summer stuff, go into fall, and then play another season? Can you do that? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. So I think he has the ability to do it. It's just, that's going to wear you down. And I don't know if it's worth it. Like, is it worth rushing him back to do that? I don't know. Um, as far as Romello height, I think he will line up outside the tackles in this 3-4. I think he's a defensive end in this scheme, and you put him in in pass-rushing situations. That's my guess. Okay. Have you been on—are you in on this? I love Romello height.
0: Ooh, I was it, on the podcast when you when okay. you unleashed that love of Romello okay, height. Okay, got it.
2: Okay, <laughs> cool. I, I get it all mixed up, yeah. Um, Okay, let's do one more real quick. Uh, San Andreas from Discord. I have my own opinions on this, but I'd love to hear y'all's takes on Bo Nix mechanically slash what Harston and Bobo offer to make him more of a consistent passer. So I think Harston and Bobo are going to be able to draw up things for Bo Nix to say, this is what you need to do on the play. I think so many college offensive coordinators have gotten so good and making it to where the quarterback doesn't have to think or process things. And I, I feel like Knicks was constantly having to process things. And we talked about it a ton with Morris and with Malzahn. They didn't put their guys into situations to succeed as much as we would like. And so I think they're going to have specific plays and say, hey, this is your first read. Hey, this is what you need to do. Hey, if those two things are, are, are shut down... Dump it off to Tank Bigsby or try to run in to get two or three yards. I, I think that's what you're going to see more of because you see that across all the good offenses in college football. You don't see him thinking a whole lot. You just let him play because he's got the arm pal- talent to throw it to where it needs to be. He just it's the processing that's slowing everything down. And while he's thinking, he's desperate for more time, so he's rolling out of the pocket. He's never comfortable as far as mechanically. The whole throwing off his back foot is abysmal. It's a problem. Gotta it's bad, go. and it's become a habit. And uh, can you can you unlearn that? in such a short amount of time. I think he can. I think he's going to have the dedication to do that. I'm not super worried about that. And I think with the game slowing down for him, as far as him having to process less information once the ball is snapped, even before the ball is snapped, I think that's going to help with that just because it's one less thing he has to worry about. I think he'll be able to get the ball out of his hands quicker.
0: In terms of quarterback development or, or, or quarterback play style... It's not a perfect comparison, but I like comparing Sam Ellinger and Bo Nix. They're not the same quarterback. I can see that. They're different. But when you look at their trajectories, both of them had to start right out the gates at their university of choice. They're lifelong fans. And when you look at Sam Ellinger, he got better from year one to year four. And so to your question of can they coach out the back foot throwing, I think we saw things like that in in, in Sam Ellinger's trajectory of development. I think we saw him – become more refi- more refined and more polished but mm-hmm. did Texas ever coach out his recklessness no way and that's not going to happen Bo Nix will always be a reckless quarterback in my opinion
2: and part of that is I mean the whole like Brett Favre gunslinger mentality like that's just who you are as a player exactly. and you got to take you you take the good and you have to take the bad with it as well right. I don't think that's something I want taken out of Bo Nix but you got to control it sure and I'm, I'm here for it like I like
0: that I like Brett Favre was one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch I really enjoyed watching Sam Ellinger like it brings with it a lot of highlight awesome plays but it also can be like man you just threw that interception to three guys like wearing the opposite jersey so the other thing I want to point out and you were you were talking about what coordinators are going to do for him in terms of quarterbacks and reading a defense there are two two primary styles of pass plays for quarterbacks there are, there are progression pass plays and then there are you know when you're targeting positions of the field for high-low matchups. And – I'm curious to see what this offense looks like. Which one it favors more? Are they going to make Bo Nicks go through you know three reads through the course of a play? Or I, are they I don't gonna, think they're going to do that. Or are they going to attack portions of the field in high-low matchups with you know stuff like smash routes out to the edge? You know where you're attacking one specific cornerback, or when you've got you know across the middle of the field, you know you're attacking the linebackers with either a drag or an in route ten yards down the field. There's a way. There are ways to exploit. Positions on the field and to make the quarterback only have to make one read.
2: Right. Instead of making your quarterback think, right make the opposing defenders think. Because college quarterbacks or, or college football players in general, the more decisions they have to make, the more opportunities uh, they are to be wrong. And you want to take advantage of that. And so I think you're going to see Bonix really benefit from both of these guys. I think this is a great question. And the,
0: and the ball can be out of his hands within two seconds with some of those reads because all you have to do is make one read and that's not the same type of one read that Gus Malzahn was doing Gus Malzahn was like is this route open it mm-hmm. wasn't really attacking you know it wasn't creating those high low mismatches for for cornerbacks and linebackers what Bo Nix will be doing probably in this offense my prediction would be what how does this defense react when you drop back what does their coverage look like initially and then you know who to throw to
1: yeah I think if you're talking about Will Boix become more of a consistent passer? I think the most important thing is to go back and look at some of Boise's film over the last two or three years and then compare that to to Boy's two years here at Auburn. I think the way that Harson ran his offensive offenses at Boise were, were it was a very efficient passing game. Mm-hmm. like you mentioned, they're not they're not a whole lot of reads. It's just get it to a guy. The quarterback's not having to really process information. in my opinion, Hank Bachmeyer's win over Florida State a year or so ago was not necessarily him, but the plays that he was put into. He was told to make decisions and that was the coaching staff. And I believe that with a guy like Bo Nix, who, like you said, is a little reckless, I feel like Harson's gonna be able to control that a little bit and get him in the position to make better throws. I think Bo Nix is going to look a lot better as a quarterback this year.
0: And a competent route tree can go a long way to yeah, helping right. out a passing game, right? Like routes, like the way that you know you combo routes on a specific play can do a lot just to get a receiver open that makes the read easier for the quarterback. So I think scheme was also, as much as anything, a problem for Bo Nix than maybe his mechanics. And now, of course, his mechanics need to come, come around a little bit, but I think it's more important that he's actually going to get into a competent scheme from a passing standpoint.
2: Today's show brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. We talked about it. it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Well, let me tell you what. They've got a brand new flavor. Dark chocolate coconut brownie chunk. Yes, it's mm. delicious. It's delightful. They sent uh, they sent some of the hosts throughout the Locked On Podcast Network a box of these things. And let me tell you what. They're disappearing around my house. I don't know where they're going. I don't know where they're going. They're delicious. So if you want to try that flavor out or any of their awesome flavors that they have, go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your order. All the bars covered 100% in chocolate. They taste like a candy bar. Very low in calories, low in sugar, but high in protein and uh, they keep you energized, a nice pick me up at, at any point of your day or a meal replacement or, or anything like that. Once again, builtbar.com. Use promo code locked on for 20% off. That's at builtbar.com.
0: The NCAA tournament is almost here. And listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
2: All right, gentlemen. Last question from Discord. Once again, if you want to join Discord, it's in the episode description down below. This, uh, this is also from Jamie C. 123 Harson versus Mason in the Octagon. Who wins?
1: Oh, man. I'm going with Mason. I'm going with Derek Mason. I'm going with Derek Mason as well. The Mason Jar. Let's, Let's go. Talk
0: about two guys that are Let's ripped though. let bottle them up. Here's bottle
2: it. them up, boys.
0: Why? Why? <laughs> hold on. Why not fight in a mason jar?
2: Well, Ooh. that'd be too much of a home field advantage for Derek Mason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Both of those guys are jacked though.
2: They are. There's no question about oh, it. Um, but no, you got to go with the defensive coordinator over the offensive-minded oh, guy. For sure. You know what I mean? Um, all right. Phoenix wrote us a book. I love it when he does this. He sent us a text 205 502 4285. Ready for another scorching hot take from your boy? Oh, yeah. Yes, Phoenix from uh, from Tennessee. If I'm Bo Nix, I'm looking at Shail Garnett and Demetrius Davis like Roman senators in the middle of March. He absolutely has to turn his game up to the next level. Grant Loy, eh. Oh, hold on. What do you mean, Grant Loy, eh? <laughs> I don't know, 11 picks to four touchdowns yeah, at Bowling Green. <laughs> you're right. Give me Sawyer Pate. But I think Harson is going to play to win. Whether that's run, read option, every single stinking time, fun and gun, whatever gets a W. You think if anyone balls out in camp that we might be able to talk about packages made for another quarterback. If you're Bo, what you're doing right now to concrete, case QB1, Also, if I'm in before anyone else says anything about Tyron Truesdale, double-digit sacks, tackle for loss, five turnovers, second-team All-SEC in 2021. Wow, okay. Derrick Mason found its first player at Auburn. He is about to hit the, quote, I had no idea he was so good button for fans. I really, really hope that dude stays healthy. Best wishes, TT, huge fan, my dude. All right, Phoenix. there's a lot there. So, as far as elevating Bo Nix to the next level, what does Bo Nix have to do is I think he needs to be coachable because he's about to be given a lot of things that he's never been given before, and we talk about this time and time again. You know, this guy loves football. When he's bored at home, he watches film. This is, you know, this is who he is, and that's great. But it really hadn't translated to anything. So I hope better guidance at the quarterback position is what happens. So he's going to have to be, he's going to have to be coachable. As far as like the other quarterbacks in the room. Bo Nix knows that he is the best option Auburn has right now. You know, I, I just don't see another, I don't see a path to playing time for any other quarterback. And you talk about packages, maybe, but like Bo Nix is pretty mobile. So I don't really know what bringing in another guy that's maybe, you know, just as dual threat, you know, with, 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 uh, with Davis. I just don't know exactly what that does. As far as a defense having to defend that, I think it just takes stuff away for the sake of giving a guy a snap. I don't know if that's a good thing. Right.
0: Also, none of these guys are Harson's dudes. True. all of them have something to prove, even Demetrius Davis and the backups on the roster. I think a lot of Auburn folks out there that are a little bit more on the disgruntled side with Bo Nix wanted to see Auburn go in a different direction, especially this past year. Grant Loy was not the better option, but this year I'm not so certain, or even in the future I'm not so certain, that Demetrius Davis is a better option in the future for this offense. I'm curious to see how this depth chart looks at A-Day. How much does Demetrius Davis play? How is he used? Mm-hmm. What what does all of this look like moving forward? How does Brian it'll give us a good look at how Brian Harson views this quarterback room because they went out and they got a quarterback right away. Now, granted, it's a 2022 class, but they were putting an emphasis on it. Not only were they hard after Gunnar Stockton, but now, after they couldn't get Gunnar Stockton, they went out and got Holden Jarriner. So you're looking at it. They went out and found a quarterback right away. I don't know if that tells us a whole lot about Demetrius Davis, but I'm curious to find out more because he was not recruited by Harson one bit. He signed with this team before Auburn even had a head coach. That means a lot. That, that, is, that, that cannot be understated. We do not know how this coaching staff views this quarterback room outside of Bo Nix.
1: And when you talk about a guy like Demetrius Davis, I mean, you said it, Zach. Bonix is pretty mobile, so if you bring in a guy like Davis on a play, I think it's going to be pretty obvious. The defense will kind of get have a pretty good idea of where the ball is going to go. It's going to yeah, go, yeah. And, it's, and it's,
2: he, he's not a pa- he's not ready to be a passer in the SEC no. yet. I think he will be by the time he's done. But day one, he's not that guy. So just bringing him in to run the ball, I don't know. I don't know what that does for you. It's going to be an obvious situation, and I would rather have my
1: other quarterback, Bo Nix, in because I believe he can do the exact same thing.
2: Or Tank. It, I would rather if you're going to run it with someone, I would rather put Tank back there. It also right. creates
0: a Kyle Frazier-like situation, you know, like, <laughs> Kyle, you know, in 2011 when Kyle Frazier was getting his secondary snaps, you're like that—that that, you never felt like that was the best option for that specific play. And so yeah. your point earlier, when you said you don't know if you want to take snaps away from Bo Nix, I don't want to go back to that life. We left that life. That's the Gus Malzahn gimmick life. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go back to gimmicks. It's like we know what's coming. Right. Let's put the best 11 on the field. Let's line it up and let's do it.
2: Yep. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag. Noah, um, Jaws' strategy is just to put it all on the Buffalo Bills, no matter what.
0: (laughs) Well, that that ran out.
2: <laughs> but man, 2022, he, baby. Yeah, but he wrote it as long as he could. Where are you living
1: now? Because I, I know you lost the home. You know, I'm just kind of walking around downtown Auburn, just kind of <laughs> asking for food, anybody sure. that will give it to me. Auburn
2: folks are very generous. Though. They are. They're very yeah, nice, for sure. For sure. I get here early in the morning and um, and Jaws is here sometimes. I'm, I'm just like, kidding. okay, all right, that's fine. No, all joking aside, go to betonline.ag. Um, it's the one place, as you cover, one place we trust for all of your betting needs. You can even bet on live events outside of sports, like uh, award shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. So you can sign up for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. We had several listeners that won a ton of money. Uh, doing Super Bowl prop bets. Charlie Five talked about his um, his brother a little bit uh, on yesterday's show. He won something really interesting bet. His first bet ever. He bet um, like in the end of the first quarter, if like the Chiefs would score under twenty four points, that was like he like live bet. His first bet ever. I'm like that's interesting. He he won. He won like 150 bucks or something the like Chiefs that. The Chiefs
0: would score under 24 in the first. Man, how much how much like discredit dis was that? No, he, he, pla- he
2: placed the bet in the first quarter. Oh, for, it was for the for, whole game. For the whole game. It was oh. like a, it was a live bet situation. So you can do all that at betonline.ag. Use promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Betonline, your online sportsbook, experts.
0: It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the years best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles.
2: Um, Randy really went at me, so I don't want to. I don't want it to look like I'm avoiding the question here. So, Randy from Milwaukee sent us a text, 205-502-4285. Zach, why are you still pushing the coaching hire process was a disaster narrative? What made it so? So, because some internet basement dweller said Napier, Elliott, and Clark all flatly turned Auburn down. So, it's a disaster. So, as an alum, and, and I assume most of you listening are alums of the school, and the, you, you've had to like, move, move away for whatever reason. I was embarrassed by the attention that Auburn got during that whole process. I hated it. As somebody who cares for Auburn, the city, and who, who will raise a family here, and a fan of the you know, local officials and all that, Auburn became a national story. And to be honest, it doesn't matter if it's true or not, because that's what the narrative was. And they didn't really do anything to fix it or to change it, which leads me to believe it. And, and then f- people that I've talked to, I don't think it was all just some internet guy on a message board. I, I don't believe that. Now, fortunately, the end, the end goal, it worked out because I think we're all happy with the Brian Harson hire. But the path there wasn't pretty. It, it, I I do believe it was a disaster. Should I keep talking about it? Probably. Probably so. But it really bugged me because we saw Tennessee go through this a few years ago, and we all pointed and laughed at Tennessee. And then it's like, I mean, we had to get a movement going because I firmly believe they were going to hire Kevin Steele. I firmly believe that was going to happen. And that would have been a disaster. So uh, I, I do think it was, Randy. But I think we're good now. I think we're in a great spot now.
0: There was just a drop of Tennessee toxicity dropped into the Auburn community yeah. for about a you know a two-week period and it, it, it was kind of ugly you know if you venture out onto social media to, to see what's going on you know mm-hmm. it's
2: kind of <laughs> it and wasn't sure, fun. Was some of it exaggerated? Probably but once again like I, I wish Auburn would have done more to to cover itself but once it, again, I, I think hiring Harson fixed a lot of things. It
0: felt like Auburn was as divided as ever too. You know, people were getting into camps. Now I think it was unified under the banner of no Kevin Steele happened. But, sure. But at the end of the time with Malzahn, of course, that's not part of this coaching search thing. But it felt like going into the coaching search right out the gate.
2: I think it is part of the coaching search because okay. you hired you 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 fired a coach that you knew could win you seven eight games a year. Sure. When other teams would die to be in that situation, so I, I do think it matters. And Auburn
0: people were divided over whether or not he should be fired. Yeah, I still talk to people that think that he shouldn't have been fired.
1: Let me let me just clarify something real quick. All right, Napier, Elliott, and Clark, right? So that's Clemson, Louisiana, and UAB. They all came out and made official statements and said that their coaches weren't coming to Auburn. This wasn't some internet basement dweller saying that. Oh, these guys declined the job. These were official universities. And these people, Napier and and Bill Clark had interviews. You can go watch those on YouTube. They said, no, I'm not taking the Auburn job. It wasn't some internet basement dweller. These were official universities and official people that said, no, they aren't taking the job. So that's embarrassing to have five or six guys that you go after and them all come back and say, no, it wasn't some hocus pocus. Oh, maybe this didn't happen. Maybe it did. You can go
2: watch it. You can go look it up for yourself. It happened. It wasn't some internet basement dweller. Uh, Then also Randy asked, why did you interview the Bama guy from an inferior posture? Uh, I didn't know that I did. I won't, now I'm curious. I'm going to go back and, and listen to, to see. But, um, Randy, I appreciate the accountability. <laughs> You're one of the more loyal listeners, and I, I, I appreciate you calling me out. You can text or call 205-502-4285. Let's move to some of the Twitter questions. Carl Von Drunker asks, Will Harson look tank in the eye and say, We're putting this on you. Everything else is gravy. Then let Bixby challenge his peers to go forward. I think you saw some of that from Gus last year with Tank Bixby. And we talked about how he hit the ground running in spring, and then he was able to be a leader off the field because it took forever for, for there to actually be practices on the field. But you saw so much of his, like, everything I read about Tank Bixby was how impressive he was between the years and how impressive he was as far as being a leader day one as soon as he stepped on campus. So... I kind of feel like this has already happened to some extent, but will Harshman go a little bit farther? Possibly, because they're going to run it. They're going to run the stinking football. And I think uh, it may not ever be said, but I think it's going to be implied. Tank knows, he's aware. You can tell he's a smart player. And um, Harson's going to give out leadership. I mean, he's going to hand out leadership positions to guys like Tank Bigsby, and I think it's going to be obvious.
0: He's going to have to get more durable from a touches standpoint. Yeah. and I, I don't—I'm not calling him injury prone or anything. It could have been a fluke. We it have no could've. idea. And, yeah. and like, it, you look at how he got hurt in that Tennessee game. Like, that's not injury prone. That's not like the same body part, like hey, your right. hamstring, hamstring or your ankle keeps getting strained over and over again. You yeah, know, like on Johnson. But you know, Tank—you know—from a durability standpoint, he's still on the. The Cadillac side of the the running back spectrum he's still a little bit smaller and when you're you're going to get a guy like him you know 25 touches a game based mm-hmm. off what this question feels like it's asking which I think that's where Auburn should look to get him at. I think I he agree. should be a you know a 20 carry a game and five catch a game running back and I think if Auburn does that they're they're going to he's going to be in a, in a Heisman picture one day possibly if they do that for him every every time so I think that can only serve to benefit Auburn, but they're going to also have to get him some help or else it's going to be Gus Malzahn running or running back into the turf all over again.
1: Yeah, I think he's going to get a 2017 carry-on Johnson workload. I think he has to. Something that carry-on was able to do so well is get to the outside and make something happen, and Bigsby can do it better, mm-hmm. I would argue. He can get through that tackle, so I think he's going to have to get – That kind of workload to make this Auburn offense go because he, he, like you said, he's the guy. He knows he's the guy. So Auburn's just got to be able to feed him the ball and and, and make something happen.
2: All right. Our last question. This one's from Twitter uh, from AU Propaganda. Why would Grant Lloyd decide to come back when he knows he'll just be buried behind Sawyer Pate on the depth chart? Facts. Uh, That's a great question. Maybe he just likes it here.
0: Why why would he come to Auburn in the first place knowing that he would be behind Bo Nix last year?
2: It's all you're paid. We love it's all paid here. Sure, no, but what I'm saying is yeah. why would I, I, Brad know. Loy- oh, I know, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it was interesting why did he want to do that, which kind of makes you wonder, does he want to be a coach? Is there something that he wanted to learn? Then you would have felt like he'd try to, you know, maybe follow Cord Sandberg's footsteps as far as find somewhere else to, to do that because he doesn't know Brian Harson yet. I, I thought that was odd when he chose that. Like, what was the sales pitch? You're starting... It's not a great universe. Bowling Green's fine, whatever, but like you're starting.
0: He lost his job at Bowling Green. I think. You're
2: right. Yeah, I, I forgot I mean, about that. 11 picks to four
0: touchdowns. Like I have to remind people, he did not do well. Like quarterback is not for him.
2: My boy Grant Loy. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, but he could have gone somewhere and started, I'm sure. Back to Bowling Green. Maybe an FCS school. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But this was fun.
0: Sure. I enjoyed
2: it. Lance, where can people find you? Follow me on Twitter at InternJaws.
0: Noah? On the line on ESPN 106.7 from 2 to 4 p.m. We're on Fox Sports Central Alabama at the same time as well on your weekdays and on Twitter at Point Gardner.
2: Fantastic. I'm on Twitter at Z I mean, The show's on Twitter at Locked on Auburn and on Instagram at Auburn Podcast. We should have Coach Butch Thompson on tomorrow's show. Be sure to stick around and uh, hear what he has to say as well as other things happening throughout Auburn sports. This has been Locked on Auburn.